Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, Mobile Private Key Wallet, and Point of Sale Solution, and also brought to us by Crypto Current Conference. Cryptocurrency Conference being held in New Orleans March 14th and 15th, 2019. All right, let's jump into the market, see what's going on. It's been brutal, guys. So total market cap is sitting at $112 billion. Down big time if you're listening to a few episodes from a couple of months ago. Uh, Bitcoin dominance sitting uh, 55.1%, so sitting pretty high. Bitcoin currently right above 3,500. Over the weekend, we saw a brutal drop. New 18-month low hitting uh, hitting right around $3,200, and then a, and a bounce back. Now, whether or not this bounce will hold or not, uh, looks like all of the research I've done, everything I look at is is mixed signals. And that's really the same thing I'm getting from other market, you know, from market experts that I follow and get, whether it's get signals from or anything. Uh, some are saying there's more downside coming. Others are saying they're buying everything under 3,500 because it, you know, we had a higher low and, uh, you know, on the bounce. So we are looking to see what happens. I think really it depends if it's 34 to 3,500 level holds, then we could see another move up. If not, we could see a break to further downside. So again, uh, it's kind of just where we are right now. So I want to start out uh, with, uh, you know, talking about what's going on in the market as far as what to do in a bear market. I'm going to cover that in this episode, but also want to lead off with the word of caution. So you need to be aware there's a fake Coinbase email that's been coming out. Now, I received two over the weekend after I got the first one, posted it, you know, throughout social media. Even had some people say it looks like it's a legit email because of the URL, you know, the, the return email address. However, uh, it looks like it is a fake email. So after the first email, I sent, I sent a ticket in to Coinbase support over the weekend. And actually, I was about to say they hadn't responded yet. But right before I was about to kick off this podcast, check the email real quick and saw that they had responded. Again, confirming that it is a fake email that is phishing to steal your account information. So you want to make sure you avoid that. Now, a um, couple of red flags on this email. There was two of them that came out. One of them said, come back and complete your Ethereum purchase with a link to, you know, supposedly take you to Coinbase. It really takes you to a fake site that would steal your account info. And then the other one, which, was, which came through yesterday, it said, uh, earn $10 by referring a friend. Um, now, a couple of red flags. If you look back to legitimate Coinbase emails you've received, the reply address is the, the, the from address is different slightly than the one that Coinbase uses. And then typically the Coinbase emails have a blue border around the email and Coinbase is in white. Whereas in this email, it is just, there's no border and Coinbase is just in blue text. So a couple of red flags, make sure you avoid those. And that's just another lesson. You want to make sure no matter where you get the email from, if you don't know the source of it, make sure you do not click on any links in an email. It is better to type the URL you need to go to than to click on a link in an email uh, because it could be, uh, you know, it's very easy to do to where you create, you know, the text that you see is not the actual URL you're clicking on. If you kind of hover over it, it will tell you what the actual URL is going to. And that's where you need to pay attention because that's how it can be deceiving. So, all right, let's jump in and see what's going on. Uh, it, it, you know, it's no doubt 2018 is coming to a close soon. Uh, we had a lot of predictions for year end that continued to drop and drop and drop. Uh, but right now, let's just not talk about that. But 
But let's talk about, so fortunes are not made in a bull market. When you think about that, they are not. They are made in what you do in this bear market. Now, 12 months ago, I had many friends saying they wish they would have bought Bitcoin when it was around $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. Because this time last year, we were getting right above 10 around this point and And soon after hitting, you know, 19. So, but now 12 months later, we're at the point where you can buy, you can get it lower. And those same people are scared to buy, they're scared to get involved. And that's really, that's how the masses think as opposed to your, your savvy investors and savvy uh, traders, right? What you do in a bear market can really determine your future. So you got to get busy. So what to do in a bear market now, now trading, if trading is not for you, then maybe now is not the time to trade, especially if you've held all the way down. You don't want to sell now and, and hope to buy back lower because what happens if that trend reversal happens tomorrow, right? Unless you are very skilled at reading the market, know how to set stops in place. That way you don't end up upside down or you don't end up riding the wave, you know, riding the dip all the way down and then sitting out on the recovery. You want to make sure you know what you're doing. Now, in a bear market, it's the perfect time to improve your skill, right? Look back at the market trends. You've got 12 months of data. Look at what happened. Look at different technicals. You know, go to TradingView. If you haven't already set up an account on TradingView, make sure you set one up and just really look at some of the things that have happened. You know, some of the breakouts or break, excuse me, breakdowns that have happened over the time. You know, so if you've held all the way down, that's not necessarily a bad strategy. Now, of course, looking back, most people would have wished they could have stepped out and then got back in lower. Uh, you know, sold higher and bought back in lower. But it's really hard to tell in markets like this unless you are experienced. And there's very few, I'll, I'll tell you, that are experienced because many of the experts are market experts, people that have been trading, uh, you know, Forex and, and other markets for years that got into crypto. You know, many of their calls were wrong, but every call they put out had a disclaimer, making sure that you knew what you were doing, how to set stop losses, be willing to take out or step out at a small loss rather than getting greedy and just trying to stay in or, or being hopeful when things, you know, weren't going to go, go, go your way. So you can hold. Now's the time to accumulate. You know, you definitely want to accumulate. Uh, you know, I had, I had somebody reach out to me yesterday that's been in the space just as long as me and say, Hey, is it time to buy Bitcoin yet? And, you know, I gave him a call like, Hey, look, I've been buying, uh, you know, for several months just because now's the time to accumulate. Trying to catch that time, that bottom is like catching a fallen knife. And you may have heard that before, but just think about what that means. What happens when you try to catch a fallen knife? You have a chance to cut your fingers off. You may miss out on the bottom altogether, but I'm not, I'm also not saying buy everything at once, right? Whatever that amount you want to put in, buy a little bit at a time. It goes down some more, buy a little bit more. It goes down some more, buys a little bit more. It goes up, you buy a little more and your dollar cost average is great, right? So also if you've held from the top and you haven't put any more money in, you're sitting way upside down. You've got to wait. You know, say you bought at 15, say you bought Bitcoin at 15,000. Now you've got to wait for Bitcoin to go 5X before you're back in profit. However, whatever amount of, say, Bitcoin you bought, let's call it that. Maybe you bought others, but let's just use Bitcoin for an easy example. You know, if you bought at 15 and now you buy some more, to say the same amount at three, now you split that down the middle and you're looking about seven, 8,000. So a little bit more than 2X before you're back in the profit. So that, that's what the savvy investors do. You want to learn, make sure you're doing that. Um, you can also, some people just want to store it and forget it. They know this is a long-term play. If they do, then just hold it and forget it. You know what? Don't really worry about what the price is today. Unless you think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is dead, it doesn't matter what the price is today. It really doesn't. Because, 
you know, it's brutal right now to look at, but if you're not selling today and you're a long-term player, it doesn't matter what it is. And then if you're going to store it, you know, there's also options to loan it out. I'm going to talk about, you know, one here, uh, you know, in a few minutes, but loan it out there, there's companies that you can loan out your crypto to and earn a small percentage return. Now it's not huge, but it's legitimate. It's just like, you know, storing your money in a savings account where you earn a small interest rate. Um, you know, storage companies will be a big movement over the next year or two. Even big institutions that don't want to get into trading crypto are developing storage solutions for larger investors. So that's an option. You know, that's something that you can uh, just really put it in storage. And I, I've mentioned in past episodes uh, how to store your own stuff, whether it be uh, in a hardware wallet and also what to do with your backup keys. Um, you know, uh, there's a there's an approach. Somebody sent me an email a few days ago about uh, an innovative approach that uses laser etches encrypted private keys on a on a polycarbonate card, and they store it in vaults in multiple locations. Uh, you know, even if someone steals the card, they can't they can't decrypt the the key on there, so it, it's secure. You know, uh, you could also do the same thing if there's an option to get those cards sent to you, because even if someone steals the card, unless they have what they need to to decrypt it, then, then, you know, it's, it's really useless to them. Um, you know, and then there's also, so I mentioned crypto loans, right? You can loan your crypto. Celsius is a crypto loan company. If you go to their website, uh, they do offer, I want to say some of the cryptos they're offering as high as 7% just for you to store your crypto with them. Um, think of it as, as putting your money into savings and earning, earning some back. So anywhere from, I think it was two to 7%. Now that's annually, that's not a month or a year. But if you're just going to hold anyway, then why not earn some back? Why not increase what you're holding, right? So there's a lot of a lot of negativity in the market, a lot of people that are scared, a lot of people thinking there's further downside. And I've gotten to the point where it doesn't really matter. You know, I didn't plan to sell anytime soon anything that I'm holding. So it doesn't matter what the price is. I believe I've done enough research and market looked at market data and, and, and really not just in crypto, but understand the current monetary systems that we live in. And that we, you know, deal with every day and saw all the problems and voids and issues with that and corruption that you realize that cryptocurrency is going to be the future. So it doesn't matter what the price goes today or tomorrow. It's, this is a long term play. Um, but there's a lot of fear in the market. And so some crypto companies are even adding to that fear. You know, there was an article over the weekend where a Tron CEO, Justin Sun, made a statement on a tweet that he will rescue Ethereum and EOS developers from alleged collapse of their platforms. You know, kind of a bold statement. Now, I give it to Justin Sun. He's a hustler. But at the same time, you know, you look at Ethereum and EOS, and, and though they everybody's taken a, a beating and gotten battered, then, you know, it, it's not, you know, it, it's not the end for them. They, they still have a long road ahead, and a lot of things are going to come out of that. And there's a lot of bad players that are going to shake out. There's even some good companies that may shake out. You know, we saw... Siren Labs, which created a blockchain phone, they, you know, ran ICO last year, raised over, I believe it was over 135 million, maybe even more if I can't remember the number exactly. I didn't add that to my notes for today, but raised 135 million. They just released the phone, was it last week or week before? And they've already made an announcement that they may move to just software licensing out to other phones because they only have enough funds for another six to 12 months. Now, there's a whole lot of ways to look at that. They raised $135 million in crypto. Yeah, crypto has taken a beating, 
and not saying they should have cashed out all their crypto, but they should have had someone in charge to preserve capital in case something like this would happen. Um, because now, you know, they 90% of what they lost is just from value if they held it in the crypto uh, from, you know, the all time high last year when they did their ICO. So, um, you know, but there's a lot of good things still happening in the news, right? That's what you want to pay attention to. Where's the infrastructure going in today, this morning, Facebook, uh, had an, there was an article about Facebook joining a long list of companies developing blockchain technology. You know, the, the headline read Facebook is hiring five new staff members for its blockchain team, you know, and think about the payment vehicles that are already within Facebook that are widely used. So it makes sense for them to develop a universal cryptocurrency that, you know, doesn't matter what country someone is making a payment in, they're paying in whatever that cryptocurrency is. Now, whether they develop their own or utilize one that's already existing, that's going to be yet to be determined. But I definitely think you need to pay attention to what's going to happen there. What is Facebook going to use as a crypto? What is Amazon going to use as a crypto? Because they will at some point. That's that's my opinion, but I feel very strongly about that. So what are you going to do? Um, so, you know, one of the things I mentioned earlier, you can accumulate. Now, if, if you look back to another post I made over the weekend on my Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto, Tim Draper, who's a billionaire venture capitalist, has been bullish on Bitcoin for a long time. And still, even at current prices, he's sticking by his, his $250,000 Bitcoin price by 2022 or early 2023. Um, you know, he, I posted a four minute YouTube video over the weekend that talks about accumulating. You know, he's, it's basically it's all times are good times to buy crypto is the title of it. And that's really what he talks about, why you want to get in why you need to have some skin in the game, you know, and at least once a day I get tech, a text asking what's going on with Bitcoin, what's going on with crypto. And unfortunately right now, volatility is the norm. You know, it's done this many times before I wasn't in Bitcoin since 2011, but if you go back, it's been a lot of big swings since 2011. So, um, you know, you want to dive deeper in what's going on in crypto markets. Um, you know, it, it's, Basically, the fundamentals hasn't changed about crypto's long-term outlook. It's still there. It's still viable. Uh, and I'm still very bullish in the long-term on crypto. You even saw there was another article over the weekend, or I think it was last week, where, you know, there's people making bets that crypto is the best 10-year investment over the next 10 years, opposed to any other investment you can make. And here's why. You know, the... Um, Traditional financial markets are getting hammered as well right now. So it's not just crypto taking a beating. In fact, just today when I logged into TradingView, you know, TradingView doesn't just allow you to chart crypto. It allows you to chart many things. But the S&P 500 was charting out a very similar pattern to what happened in 2008. Now, what happened in 2008 to the stock market? It was brutal. It was bearish. They, you know, they got hammered. A lot of things happened. A lot of people panic sold. A lot of crashes happened. But what do you think? Who do you think made the money there? The people that were accumulating while everybody else was panicking. So why is this any different with crypto right now? Um, there's a lot of turmoil in, in, in the stock markets and traditional markets. They're going to drive people over, more people over to crypto. Now, in the short term, you may see some correlation in the dip. But in the long term, there's not going to be a lot of correlation. So there's turmoil over interest rates, debt, and stock valuations. I mean, think about it. There's many stocks right now that many people are saying are overvalued. Debt, don't even get me into debt. There's so much debt out there. We don't know what. But And then interest rates. If the Fed keeps interest rates low, inflation will go up. If the Fed raises interest rates, you're going to see a lot of things happen 
where, um, you know, a lot of markets crash. So right now, market fears are kind of touching into Bitcoin and crypto, but that's not going to be the long term. Um, you know, and you think about the last time there was a big sell off for Bitcoin was back in 2014. Uh, Mt. Gox, one of the largest crypto exchanges at the time, lost most of its coins, you know, from from a hack. So nothing close to that is happening. Uh, you know, there's been a few things, some some SEC fines, some delays in ETFs and, and the delay in the backed trading platform, which the delay in backed was actually good. The CEO went on record to say that it had nothing to do with the price dropping. It happened to do that when they announced the trade crypto trading platform futures they were developing. Um, their customer pipeline filled up so fast they needed to make sure they did it right. So that's why they pushed it back to the end of January. Um, crypto exchanges today are secure. Um, you know, it's they've been ruled not securities. Um, and and just just in the past week and a half, Switzerland announced um, an exchange traded product like an ETF, uh, kind of like a, a crypto future. And it's the first multi-coin asset that you can buy through a regular stock account. It includes Bitcoin, Litecoin. Ethereum, Ripple, and Bitcoin Cash. Now we can't buy it yet, it's in Switzerland, but the success of this thing could carry over to other countries. Uh, that would instantly open up millions of 401ks, IRAs, and regular investments accounts to crypto. That's where people are gonna start diversifying. Now, I'm not gonna tell someone, hey, put your old 401k into crypto, but if you have the option, you need to put a little bit in it, which is why I tell people today, you know, if you don't have thousands or tens of thousands or more to put into crypto right now, put what you can. Put a little bit, put a few dollars a week. Do what you can. Get some skin in the game because when this thing really gets gets heated up and gets going, that twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin peak last year is just going to be dwarfed by the next massive momentum run up. So um, you know, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes with other cryptos infrastructure going in. The Bitcoin Lightning Network is constantly uh, you know being worked on and solidified. Uh, and you got to think about that. All these projects are just keeping their heads down working throughout this bear market. And that's what's going to happen. They realize what they do now is going to determine their success when the bull market returns. And it's the same thing for you as an individual. So, um, you know, when you think about what's going on, Bitcoin, crypto, it's not going anywhere. Developers are true believers and continue to improve the technology and the product regardless of what the price is. Bitcoin will continue to grow. It's going to be volatile cycles. You know, I saw I saw a, a post a while back in a group where somebody said, "What are you going to do when Bitcoin hits one hundred thousand dollars?" And and one of one of my friend's comments was, "Buy the dip, right?" Because there's going to be a time. Think about it. When Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand dollars, that you could see a volatility where it dips down to forty or twenty thousand again, right? But then what's going to happen? It's cycle. It's cyclical. It's going to happen again. And again and again until it becomes a market cap that's so huge, then you're going to see less volatility. But when you see less volatility, that's when the opportunity to make fortunes are gone. Yeah, you can make a few bucks, but the volatility is gone. And that's no different when you know you can compare it to stock companies and things like that. And yeah, there's different fundamentals in play, but just look at history, how history repeats itself. Amazon saw their stock go from $100 to below $10. Uh, back in the early 2000s, lost over 90% of its value. People jumped out thinking it was dead, but it didn't. It kept its head down. It kept working and kept developing and look at where they are today. So, um, you know, most people who bought Bitcoin during the last bull run only did so because it looked profitable in the short term. And let's face it, a lot of those people have been shaken out. 
And not saying that those people were all bad people, but they got in for the wrong reasons. They're not looking at crypto as a monetary revolution. They're looking at it as a trade. And then same thing happened with the internet back in the dot-com bubble. Investors who see the long game view it as an asset that will benefit uh, from the you know, from what's going to happen with, with fiat currency and money, uh, those are the ones that are going to benefit, you know, and, and, you know, like, just like I referenced those folks who sold Amazon when the dot-com bubble burst. Um, so think about it. Money's getting printed constantly. Bitcoin is so revolutionary because it's a set amount. It's got a cap on the number of coins that can be minted and then it's, it's divisible. So it doesn't matter what the price, even if a Bitcoin is $250,000, it's divisible to where you can get it to whatever uh, amount you need uh, in, in terms of value. So it is a deflationary asset, which is something you need to be hedged in, especially with the fact that everybody will agree, anybody that looks at it, that, that fiat currency is an inflationary uh, mo, you know, monetary system because the values continue to go down and down. Gets printed, and if you look at the history of money, every fiat currency has always eventually returned to its intrinsic value of zero. So, you know, right now, you know, hedge against this this disaster that's coming, and that's why you want to get some skin in the game. You know, every credit cycle that brings lower interest rates and you know just brings more debt, and that's just going to increase crypto's value. Um, you know, it's going to take time, and and I'm not saying Bitcoin is going to go to the moon tomorrow. We may see further downside. We may see Bitcoin hit twenty five hundred or lower, you know, there's always a potential for that. But there's a reason when you look at it that these big institutions like Fidelity, International Intercontinental Exchange, ICE, NASDAQ, uh, you know, and then it's recently Facebook are getting into the crypto and blockchain space because they see this is the future. They would not be putting this infrastructure. They thought Bitcoin was going to zero. So why should you think that? Um, that's what, you know, that's what, you know, market makers want you to think because it allows them to, to scoop up a lot of cheap, cheap cryptocurrencies that people are panic selling and, 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 you know, and then ride that up and they're going to make the fortunes on the next bear run. So you got to have a long-term mindset when it comes to that. So I uh, did a lot of talking today, not a whole lot about, you know, about what's going on in the news because there really hasn't been a whole lot over the weekend, but I wanted to share this, this podcast with everyone just to kind of get your mindset right. Think about what your plan is. And I've said this in past episodes, but this is where you've got to determine what your strategy is and, and also plan out, you know, what is your strategy in the next bear run? You know, the next bear market, what are you going to do then? Right? So what are you going to do when it happens again? My advice is up your skills, learn more, be better prepared. And you can trade some of those spikes and dips and, and uh, you know, benefit from that volatility and come out better. And that's really what's happening when you look at some of the traders, some of the people that are doing that right now are the ones that may have lost fortunes in 08, but they were smart enough to learn and increase their skill rather than walk away and saying it's not for them. And that's what you need to do right now. Uh, bull markets, bear markets, they're all cyclical. They all come back. History does repeat itself. So just make sure you're ready and you up your game for the next one. All right. So that's it. Uh, one other thing you can do if you're not, you know, if you're not very, keen on, on how to get started, how to start dabbling in cryptocurrency, uh, make sure you check out my book. It's on Amazon. It's under the same name as this podcast, From No Crypto to No Crypto. Uh, it's a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. It's a short book. I mean, it's only like 40 pages. It's not very thick, but it just gives you the basics of what you need to know, what, you know, what, what things are legitimate, what to be aware of, and really who to follow you know, when you're looking at when you're going on different social medias, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, 
uh, Telegram, you know, just who to follow uh, to get your information to make sure you're learning the right, the right way. So that's it for the episode today. I want to thank you for listening in and we will catch you on the next episode.